Why is it important to build awareness about domestic violence? How do we identify abusive behaviors? Why do we need to hear the fears that these women are facing? And how can we take action to prevent harm to these people who may be our family members, friends, neighbors, or co-workers? Hi, this is Luna, and you are listening to Late Nights by Luna Manila. Welcome to Season 3 of this podcast. Starting this season, this show aims to help build and spread awareness by guesting people who are experts on their field, passionate with their advocacies, and feature inspiring stories. Our goal is to inspire at least one life for every episode that we create. I would like to thank all our listeners who've been with us since day one. We really appreciate each and every one of you. You help us make it to this new season. Now, to kick off our season three's first episode, our topic today is about domestic violence and abuse. Our special guest is a domestic abuse survivor. She is a successful licensed realtor based in Virginia. Her goal is to get into building multifamily units and provide low-cost housing to serve middle-income families. She also helps to provide transitional housing for physically and sexually abused women and children. Please note that this episode was recorded from different time zones, but listen to her story in spite of the technical difficulties. It's really inspiring. Without further ado, let's welcome March Larkin. Welcome to our very first episode for March. March? <laughs> yes. March in March. Yes. Kidding aside, okay, learning about your purpose building multifamily units is really selfless. I just want to tell you that. Um, so during the lockdown here in the Philippines, the statistics of abused women and domestic violence increased. Before I continue with our topic, I just want to share that during the lockdown, that was one of the moments that I that I most scared. And whenever I wake up in the middle of the night, instead of flooding my thoughts with past or future scenarios, what I could have done for past situations, for example, I would shift my mind to praying. I would express my gratitude, ask for the things that I want, and what I really like doing is praying for other people. I remember praying for women and children who are scared at that very moment during that night to prevent them from harm, give them one night of a good sleep and take them away from bad people because I understand that same fear and it's really scary and painful. And it just hurts me to know that someone is going through that same pain and that's why I'm glad that you're here to help me bring awareness for this episode. And I'm sure a life or two is listening out there and know that there are people who hear you and understand you. So to move forward with this episode, let's first define what is domestic violence. For me, domestic <laughs> violence is any, any behavior on any spouse that's aggressive, you know, aggressive, controlling, uh, any behavior that will um, make the other feel smaller, less powerful, um, you know, like, um, and it, it can be physically or it, with the way the person talks or just the way um, he treats or she or the person treats you outside or inside the home. For me, that's violence. 
but um, and and these are the things that people do not really pay attention to because violence starts in in small ways and it grows you know it grows it becomes worse in time and and in the filipino culture we're very giving you know very nurturing very giving very submissive and and very forgiving (laughs) and so you 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 make excuses like oh no 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 he's just really like that oh no no he's 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 hungry and when he's hungry you know he, he got temper when he's hungry no and um the mistake of many people is not cutting it in the bud, nipping it in the bud for me. Once mm-hmm. these things start, especially for newlyweds or in new relationship, when you see red flags like that and it starts, you you take notice right away and discuss it and let them know you are aware of what's happening. Nip it in the bud. But, you know, uh, we, we let it, we let it happen. We make excuses. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, it, it grows bigger and bigger. And uh, mm-hmm. soon you know, it's, it's prevalent in the whole house, not just in the way they talk, in the way they treat you, in the management of money. And then it falls through as well with the way they treat the children. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole cycle of abuse. You're right. It's not like domestic violence is not just a relationship problem. It's 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 ongoing. It's a pattern of behavior yes. that would start or begin with something minor and then over time it will escalate and become increasingly dangerous. Um Yes, and there's and there, are, there are different types. It's physical, it's yes. the way they talk, mm-hmm. you know, verbal. It can also be sexual or depriving exactly. you of something you need or neglecting you. That's also abuse. So be aware of these forms. Awareness is key. So I like what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you're right. These are the types of abuse that sometimes we're not really aware. Um, it was, well, aside from the ones that we generally know, like physically, sexually, emotional, and there's financial. Financial, and yes. And there's... And they're stalking and there's now what we call the technic technological abuse oh, where which includes you know abusive person posting pictures online or sending threats via text message these are all it falls yes it, it falls all under um abuse yes um cyber bullying mm-hmm. yes there you go um march are you comfortable sharing with us your experience oh yeah um your story sure sure you know what because at first i was embarrassed because um i'm always on social media and we always go to gala nights you know you wear this beautiful clothes and your man your major in the army beside in your arms fully decorated wearing his you know his his badge of honor his medals and things he's getting awards for being a one wounded warrior he's the hero and you know you want to keep that but you want to keep that image, but it's not all that matters, really. You come to a point wherein you have to really tell people. And when I started telling people, even military spouses telling me, like, are you crazy? Are you going to leave him? And, you know, you'll never find another one like him. Or, or mm-hmm. you're going to leave where everything is free. And, and you know, it, it was scary. And, and not all your friends will support you. Because they're not the ones being beaten up. They're not yeah. the ones 
being kicked or hit in the head. So, but it started like this. Okay. So I got, um, my kids were like, I think eight when I got divorced, eight and six, six and eight. And I've, I've, I was never big on dating because I'm always working, working, working. I am so headstrong. So I did here in the U.S. People think because you're in the U.S. life is so wow, amazing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the land of milk and honey. No, honey, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the Philippines with all the eight household helpers. You know, like merong yaya, merong people who who cooks for you, cleans for you. You just need to work. I've always been a business person, so that's what I know. What to do is earn money. I may not be very good in other things, but I can earn money. I can opportunity. <laughs> After I got divorced, I got two, three jobs. I was always working, and I'm I'm a beast at the gym because that's I work like sixteen hours a day, twenty four. You know, like like seven days a week. So I need to be strong. That's where I met my second husband. He's a major in the army at that time. No, he was in the air force at that time. Um, and he pursued me, you know, and when we got married, mm-hmm. he was amazing. You know, he's, he would send you gifts, like very charming. And he's like, he looks like physically like Vin Diesel in the rock and people won't believe me. Right? I'm not kidding. People don't believe me. And I'll show them a picture. <laughs> they're like, Oh my God. Yes, I said, yeah. <laughs> and you know, me being the, you know, I, I, I fell for the beauty, you know, I fell for the big muscles I, and he's so charming. Oh. Like, Oh my God. Like, um, you know, like, oh, yeah. And he, his, um, out in Afghanistan at that time, he would just send gifts like, Amazon is on our front door like three times a day. And my kids are not used to having that. They're like, mom, can you please tell him to stop sending? I have six boots. <laughs> what will I do with six boots? Because, you know, he's he's out there in, in Afghanistan and they don't have a lot of, they can't go out much. So he's always online buying gifts. Or, you know, that, that's his thing. And he pampered mm-hmm. us. Honestly, he was very good. And as a Filipino, we wanted that, right? You're like, oh, you want someone who can take care of you and love your kids. And life was good. Now, I never really got to know him because he's always deployed. He will come home three months mm-hmm. at the most. And within three months, you'll never really get to know the person. Because it's like, oh, sweet moment, three months, and then he'll leave again, yeah. right? It's like uh, honeymoon. Always honeymoon for years at- yeah. until he retired. Actually, his last tour was in Africa, and he was sent home six months after. I'm just like, what happened? And he gave me this, like, you know, because he, he's... Um, he has diabetes and he's this and then he's he has a problem with his CO and you know he's managing he has his own team and he said mm-hmm. so I really didn't know the reason I was just happy he's home but then I see a year after when he's home I see where are you where are you going you're always out you're always gone when I call you I can never find you and he's like very clean freak organized you know military mm-hmm. people like that he would he would walk around the, the window ceiling and it's like, ah. So he would tell my kids, my kids, Saturday morning, by nine o'clock, you got cleaning or doing something. So every Saturday morning, mm. we clean even the, the baseboards in the house. You wipe those yeah. every week. Wipe all the doors every week. Wipe all the windows. And, and for me, I'm the kitchen and the living room. And he's, he's just like that. Mm. And at first, he was amazing, right? Oh, discipline, but it's too much. But I think, you know, we need this. You make excuses and how, and he, he cusses a lot. So my kids like, you know, um, are not used to that, but 
I told him like, well, he's welcome to the real world. He's already home. Let's assimilate. Let's adjust. And the kids really tried to. Um, you see the things like when we're watching TV and he's watching TV and you sit down beside him. And he's like, uh, don't you have dishes to do? He doesn't like you lying down. And as, so as for uh, me, forever, I'm going to watch TV with him. I have to be doing something. I have to be like cleaning something or doing something because he doesn't like you just resting. For him, it's lazy for him. And so you see these mm-hmm. things. And then he's so over, overly, um, how do you call this? He's so overly jealous. So as for me, mm-hmm. I, I give him, you know, password for my cell phone. I, I don't mind because I'd have nothing to hide. You know, that's the kind of person I am. But he, you can never see his phone. <laughs> um, and, mm-hmm. and then let's say uh, we're going to the bank. Um, we will have, it started on little things, going to the bank and we have to deposit check. And the front of our subdivision, which is just like two minutes drive to our home, right? And I said, oh, babe, I forgot to check. And then he would flip out cuss you from top to head like you have you have no brains and i tell him like but babe you forget things too and i don't get mad like that and like oh you answer back now ah, blah blah and and so we went home and then i gave him the check i sat down on the check and i i actually not gave Mm -hmm. him i threw it to him because i was mad oh he flipped and he hit he grabbed my head and 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 smashed me on the dashboard and i was just shocked and so I ran yeah. away, I took my phone, I took my bag, and I walked, and I told him, mm-hmm. you know what, go to the bank by yourself, I'm leaving. And he, he's mm-hmm. a big guy, he's six foot two, you know, and I'm five three. He walked mm-hmm. and grabbed my bag and grabbed my phone, and he said, go ahead, leave. Let's see how far you can go. And I still left. <laughs> I still walked mm-hmm. without self, because he does not, they're very controlling, they don't want you to... People like that, very controlling. They don't want you to be able to, to call someone for help. They don't want you to have mm-hmm. money. Money for them. So he's yeah. starting to control the finances. They don't want you to have money so you have the option to leave. You can pay a, you can pay yeah. a hotel room or pay a cab. But for me, I have a Filipino neighbor who's like about a mile away, two miles away. I would walk. And I said, you know what? I'm leaving. I said, you can have my phone. You can have everything. I walked. I have family here too. So I left and he ran after me. And instead of hitting me with his hand, he ran with his body. And you know how, how a big guy would mm-hmm. run with his body and bump you? I was on the floor. And he said, and I cried. And he's like, what, you're going to be dramatic? I said, I did not hit you. Yeah, you didn't hit me, but with your body, I'll fall. And at that time, yeah. at that time again, I got afraid. That was the very first time. And it's not much, but it progressed to the point that, you know, um, and he, the person, well, he doesn't hit me in the face or extremities where people can mm-hmm. see. It's usually in the body where you're, you have clothes on, on the legs, on the oh, ba- yeah. back, you're at, you know. And um, I, but I loved him. I loved him. And mm-hmm. um, at that time as well, you know, w- when abuse starts, no matter how strong you are, um, you know, I make excuses because I will tell myself, oh, he has PTSD. He went yeah. through depression. You know, he has depression too. He has anger management. He's going through as uh, a therapist for anger management. He has adjustment disorder, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and and uh, the addiction, I didn't know. I did not know that he has addiction. Later on, I did. Like, 
six years down the line that we were together. But um, and oh. his behavior is he can be the most romantic guy, like a savior, and two are like a doctor and heckle, you know, relationship, and to a very different person who will cuss you out, look down on you, and tell you everything you have is from me. You are nothing without me. Things like that. And so you know what? No matter yeah. how strong I, I was, a strong person. Oh, I was, I was, I was a strong woman, but. Since I'm married and I didn't want to be divorced again, I got, I, I told mm-hmm. the Lord, I owe it to myself to try my best to make it work. He's always angry mm-hmm. because there's not enough money. There's not enough money. He wants me to bring in more money, bring in more money. And I have a regular job at that time. But my focus was taking care of him because he was a wounded warrior. And he also likes being you being with him on the weekends because... Here in the U.S., Wounded Warriors, they have activities on weekends, Saturday and Sunday. Sometimes we have golfing, you know, golf. That's their therapy. Or you go horseback riding or fishing. And you don't want your warrior to be alone, right? We adjust our schedule towards around him. So we attend these events. We go fishing, skiing, and all of these are free. That's why it's hard to leave, right? You go travel to Texas. You go skiing for free for days. All the hotels uh, covered, the food's covered. I mean, just it's just a wonderful life, except that you got to take the beating, right? Or, or the abuse. So it starts mm-hmm. from there, the verbal and then the financial aspect. He's, he's always mad that there's more, I want more money, more money, more money. You know, I have to work my full-time mm-hmm. job, but I also have to cook and have to make sure it's clean. I have to be there when he needs me in bed. <laughs> it's just a real talk, right? You have to yeah. have, and you have to be physically sexy and fit. You always have to be look pretty. So even if I'm brushing the toilet, girl, I have makeup on. Mm-hmm. I, I I have oh I gosh. have makeup on. I'm wearing something sexy at home, and I'm just cleaning. So no dust. Oh no, you yeah, I, I can, you cannot have a dust. <laughs> Everything is always sexy, fitting, or whatever. Always, always. He's, want yeah. you to be like photo ready whether you know so I'm, I'm i really got used to being like that even now i am like that mm-hmm. um and and you know still bring in the money but on on weekends or uh weeknights he he will be gone there will be days like where is he i already cooked you said you know because and he will be gone until two in the morning or sometimes we're watching movie mm-hmm. uh tuesday nights for our movie night for family he likes that so everybody needs to drop what they're doing because it's movie nights with, with him. So we watch a movie, but then 11 o'clock, he will be gone. He said, I have to leave. I have to, um, I have to help a family coming in, um, find a place for them. I'm like, that is weird, you know, because normally people will let you know a week before they're coming, right? So that's, that's so weird for me. Yeah. He, he has addiction to sex. So I, I have no, um, yeah, oh. yeah, I have, I had no evidence and i'm a christian so i prayed for it and with you know so with the physical abuse the verbal abuse the financial abuse psychological abuse apart from that Mm. i know he's sleeping around and so i yeah Yeah. but i i I, at first i was praying for lord change my husband change my husband so i did a war room i changed my closet into a war room i took some of the stuff I put my Bible there and anything, any word from the Lord. I have sticky notepads of verses. There was a night that I woke up and he 
I looked at him. I opened my eyes, and he opened his eyes too. And he looked at me. I said, "Don't you pray for me?" I said, "I hate it when you pray for me. Don't pray for me." And really, there, I'm like, "Oh my God, he knows I'm praying for him." He he hated that. He wasn't a Christian, but I I'm already I'm already in yeah. too deep. You know, that was a mistake. I I um I fell for the beauty and I fell for the money. You know, the the, the I fell for the mm-hmm. romantic. I fell for that the beauty, the financial security. Uh, you know that romantic persona like i'll take care of you baby you know he takes you to trips yeah he's he sends gifts it's like oh my god nah but the heart (laughs) is not there so but anyway so when that was happening i changed my prayer and i knew he's not gonna change because it it was a sad a sad marriage and usually he will hit me when the kids are not home but it turned out that um I just can't handle it anymore. We both want divorce. And he wants me to sign an agreement that transferring everything to him. So literally, I have nothing. The house, all the cars, all the stocks and bonds, everything. I can just bring my personal stuff. Yeah. My, my, you know, not even the furniture, just my clothes and personal stuff. And I looked at him. I said, you know, um, I also, you had this written by a lawyer, right? Um I I, mm-hmm. I also went to a lawyer and have an that was Thursday night September twenty three. And I told him like Friday tomorrow it was a Friday September twenty four I have an appointment with a lawyer, and he's like you did what you went to see a lawyer I said yeah, because you know if you went to see a lawyer and you have this lawyer draft this agreement, I I need to see a lawyer I said I'll mm-hmm. bring this to her, and let her read it and we'll counter. Oh my God, he flipped. He said, the, ner- the nerve of me, he said, the nerve of you to see a lawyer. I said, that all of these things we have is from me. You know, that, that, that you're nothing without me yeah. talk again. When I'm thinking like, right. asshole, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I said that. Forgive me. Okay. Anyway. It's okay. I said, <laughs> A-H, I said, <laughs> I give you everything that I earn. <laughs> What else do you want? This is also mine. And yeah. then flip. He he um again he bumped me with his hand. And then I ran. I ran. I went to yeah. well, we're in the bedroom. We have a big master bedroom and a big um big uh bathroom. We I was in the bathroom when he did that. I ran to the I don't know, I just lost it. I got scared. I went to I went mm-hmm. in the room and I said, I pointed to him. A H I said <laughs> You cannot touch me. You cannot hit me. I was pretending. I was actually, my heart was pumping. I was so scared. But I said, you cannot touch me. You cannot hit me. And he said, oh, really? (laughs) That's when he carried me and and threw me. Because he's so big. You know, he's he's huge. I was like 105 pounds at that time. I'm heavier now by a lot. Like 30 Mm -hmm. pounds or 20 pounds heavier. But. At that time, he threw me in the bed. <laughs> so I fell on the bed. And then I, I took the covers and I hit under the cover, like as if it's going to protect me. And he, he took the covers, <laughs> he took the covers and, and picked up the bed and turned it upside down. So I was, you know, and then, you know, it, it didn't turn upside down, but it, he picked wow. it up. And so I fell on the other side. And then I, I went up and went again on the bed and covered myself again. At this point, I lost it. So I was, my reaction was not really smart 
I should have ran to the door, but mm-hmm. I was hiding under the cover. So he took the covers again and pulled my leg, my right leg, and pulled me like mm-hmm. swishing me like a ragdoll. You know, if you've seen the Avengers when when Aww. Green the Hulk picked up Loki from the leg and switched him like bam, oh, no. bam, 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 <laughs> from side to side, right, left, right, man. I was like that. <laughs> I was like that, but I was hitting the yeah, oh I was hitting goodness. the yung mga tukador. How do you call it? The cloth, you know, yung, yung mga yeah, yeah, yung yeah. dressers. Because we have a lot of, you have three dressers and another mm-hmm. couch, another love, love, uh, uh, love seat. And yeah, I was hitting yeah. that in the, it, it was, uh, our bed was like um, a sleigh bed. So there's another hitting me. I was mm-hmm. just like, ah, I lost it. I was just crying out. And then I, I got off. I ran to the bed again and covered myself. It was I wasn't thinking, like as if you know, because you you just lose it. Mm-hmm. You cannot think straight. And he pulled the covers and and sat on me. Yeah. And 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 his his hands around my neck. He was suffocating me. I think at that time he forgot the kids were home because he never he never hits me when the kids are home. He forgot that my kids were home. Uh, he lost he it. Also too, lost he, it. he has anger management issues. And usually, because my kids will be at their dad's yeah. either Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, because uh, we share custody. And he forgot that day the kids were home. It was mm-hmm. Friday. It was Thursday night. And he was suffocating me. And I thought I was, I, I thought it's like, oh my God, this is it. I think I was, because mm-hmm. I can see stars mm-hmm. already. <laughs> you know, you're like, you, you're, you're, I'm just losing it, can't breathe. And at at first, I was uh, begging him, please, please, please. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I will not answer back. I'm so sorry. I will sign it, please. But he cannot stop anymore because he can't stop his anger. And that's that's when I yeah. I raised my my left hand. I had my right hand on his arms around my neck, and I left. I raised my left hand and I closed my eyes. I shouted. Father, like that. I was calling on the father. I said, "That's all I said." Mm-mm. Father, and then he he looked at me. He wasn't a Christian. He said, "Oh, so you think you're the only one with a God?" I said, "Yes." I said, "And my God is stronger than your God. You will see it. I promise you. Don't think that mm-hmm. it's okay for for my God for you to to my God for you beating up on His child." I said, "He will come back for you." said he will come back for you Uh Pierre I said his name he will come back for you I promise you and I was just like and then when I can't breathe anymore I just shouted like like screaming shout I can't believe it like very high-pitched shout and my kids actually can hear everything but my son was 15 and a half at that time He's a small Uh boy you know he's not even muscled now he has muscles but at that time he was lanky and he was <sighs> in the in the door. He can yeah. hear everything, like my my body slamming on 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 the on the on wood on the walls. But he was so scared. When he heard my screech, he said, "Shoot! I think this. If my mom dies, I'm dying with her." So he opened the door, and jumped in. Mm. And he he actually, uh, he actually was so scared of him. He hit the wall, and he made a hole in the wall and when my husband saw that that he punched Aww. a hole in the wall this is 15 year old yeah. kid punched a, a, a hole in the wall 
oh, he lost it again. He ran after him. But actually, my son said, mom, because I cannot hit him. I hit the wall purposely because I mm-hmm. knew he would be mad. He will let go of you. That's how I ran. I was able to let go. And Aww. I was actually being, because he was hitting him on the head, right? And I was in between them. I said, please stop, please stop. And my son said, mom, run. Run to Moira's room. Because my daughter's room is the only room with a lock. He took all the locks. Because, you know, he's so controlling. At first, he took all oh. the doors. This was like, yeah. there's so many stories I cannot tell you. But he took all the doors. And my daughter oh my is not his biological yeah. um, daughter, right? So my daughter said, Mom, I'm not going home daughter. if I don't mm-hmm. have a, a door. So I had to fight him to yeah. put the door back back, and put the lock. So she's the only one with a lock. So my, my son said, run to Moira. I was able yeah. to run my you know, run there. And my daughter called 911. And, but, you know, when they came, he was a... My ex-husband was... Um, uh, marine at first and then he he was in the um he was in the um what is this coast guard and then he became a police police officer for many Uh years you know uh, busting drug lords and then he became air force Uh and then army so he did it all except the navy so when the police came yeah he knows because he's a police officer. Hey, man, I was a police officer. They're talking, oh. right? Like, like high-fiving each other. And the police came and talked to me. It's like, uh, where did you get those bruises? And as for me, I'm lost. I said, I don't know. I was just crying. I say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But they can see the, the bruises were like light green at that time. Two days after, it's like bloody red yeah. and purple and black. But it didn't come out at first. So, and then he's like, oh, she's, you know, how, how Asian women are, tiny Asian women. They are like, you know, uh, they'll tell you that you, you abuse you. But I don't know, she, she's really, she's anemic. I don't know what drama, you know, she's anemic. And I can mm-hmm. show you records of it because I'm really anemic. Records of that. And the doctor was like, she's taking these pills for iron pills for blah, blah, blah. I don't know what happened yeah. to her, but I don't know what's wrong with her. There's no problem here. Guys, honey. He's, and then it, they're high-fiving and my son and wow. my, my daughter at that time is like, mom, what the heck? What the heck? I can hear them. They're high-fiving each other. So. But when was, when was the final? Um, do you still remember that final moment when yeah. everything ended? That was really? the final w- Was one. this the final? Because I know the police cannot help me. So we oh. waited for no sleep at all. We my, And I didn't tell my family because... Right. Uh, I, I was so embarrassed. My daughter actually took a picture of me my, with my bruises and sent it to my sister. And then my sister called me and said, Ate, if you're not going to leave there, I'm going to come. I said, please don't. He will hurt you. I said, no, no, he can't hurt me. He can just try to hurt me. But, and so I told my family, don't come. I'll leave. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll, I'll go there. Let me just wait for him to leave to go to Fort Belvoir. So the next day. Are they also yeah, Thank in God Virginia? they're in Virginia. They're like an hour away from where I live. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and um, so when he went the next morning to Fort Belvoir, I told my kids, pack up. We packed up our just clothes and important stuff in a trash bag and filled our car and we left. Yeah. So literally September 24, 2016, I started over wow. with just a secondhand car and my kids. I lived with my sister in the basement mm-hmm. for two and a half years. And now now I own my own home. I became yeah. a realtor and I'm... I'm helping a lot of other women Aww. and men, you know, people who, who, yeah. So I'm, I'm really very big on supporting 
women especially to be financially able because if you don't have money you can't fly you're afraid to even speak up you're afraid to even seek help you can't even seek help because no very few lawyers will help you if you don't have money up front and in my case i didn't have money because i left everything a friend a good friend just gave me $1,000, pay me back when you can. So she, she signed a check mm-hmm. and I gave that to the lawyer. I said, ma'am, I don't have money right now, but I will work hard. I'll pay, I'll pay you off. I said, but this is my friends. I owe her and I'll, I, I paid her back. Actually, I paid everyone back now, all my three, four lawyers. And then he, oh, he actually no. yeah. um, sued me again, a criminal, for, criminal case for getting into his laptop. And, you know, finding all this evidence of 23 pussies. Wow. <laughs> I found, yeah, I found I all know, this. No. I got 73 oh. pages of different colored, whatever, different. And they, some, of them, some of them are young kids, like, like young, not even 18. So, um, so I found that and I wow. took it to court. But he knows a lot of people. So I, but I spent mm-hmm. a lot of money. I pay them all off now. That's why I'm, I'm very big on working. I work seven days a week as we speak. And I. My first job, I worked from 6.30 to 5. And from 5, last last night, I showed houses. I came home at 9.45 and I did a little, you know, marketing, following up on people, real estate. And I do my work again at oh. 6.30. It's like that. Um, it's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> well, March, can I just say that I can only imagine what you had to go through. It's the way that you're sharing your story is... I, I don't feel yeah. the pain anymore. You're just telling the story like it's just like it. There was yeah, no abuse involved. It's it's very Lord, positive. I mean, the Lord really it's, can it's turn your inspiring. ashes into beauty. Can can you know your broken pieces into a masterpiece mm. if you decided to be that way. In 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 tough times, it can you can either turn out to be bitter or better. I chose to be better, and at that time, I took uh-huh. inventory. This is what I tell when I when I when I mentor women, is go uh-huh. back to the Lord, because at that time I was so insecure, I was so ugly, I was really I I look at myself so ugly, insecure. I'm just so hopeless. I only make this much money. And, and God said, come back home to me, child. And I have to literally come back to him every night and say, Lord, can you please remind me again of who I am in your eyes? Because I am forgetting. No, that's, that's, that's the number one I like step that. to get out. Come back to him and say, Father, remind yeah. me again of who I am in your eyes. So that actually happened way I was still with him. I can't wait for some of your advice later, but I'm interested to know... What were the effects of the abuse? Because um, I know that um, abuse can have a variety of effects on on the victim. Um, there are panic attacks. You know, there are flashbacks, low self esteem, uh, depression. There are suicide ideation. But what are what are your what were the effects? On me, the worst was suicide. Okay. I I went there. I had to come and ask for. Help. And I, I'm a psychologist by degree. And so I believe in that. When I knew I'm spiraling because I can't even shower, I can't even have a good night rest. You know, I'm always thinking of just ending things. Uh, I just want to escape. I was on the 14th floor of a building about to jump when 
when I prayed and say, help me, I, I'm very near, I'm very near. That was when, you know, I, I saw a vision in my prayer that my head splattered on the floor, on the ground with my kids crying. And God said, all your sacrifices and all the good things you have done in your life will be washed away, forgotten, just because of one foolish act. And he said, you just need to survive this night. So that's when I went on my knees and I stayed out away from the from the window. I said, Lord, just, just help me survive this night. And I, I went to Fort Belvoir Hospital. I say, emergency room. I say, I need help. So they gave me a psychiatrist and a medicine. I'm not embarrassed to tell you if you need help, if you think you cannot survive the night, go to a hospital, sign yourself in and tell them, I need help. I think I'm going to kill myself. And I took the medicine for three months, three months, to be honest with you. And I I cannot rely on it because it, it numbs you. You don't feel things as well. March, thank you. Um, I'm sure that there's, again, a life or two out there who's waiting for those advice because a lot of victims would say or reason why they can't leave their abuser is because of a lot of things like having nowhere else to go, um, fear of retaliation from the abusive person. And But before before we wrap up this episode, March, I just would like to ask, how can we help as okay. a community? And what should you are we already do? doing your part. Spreading awareness. That's, that's, that's key. Oh, because oh, when you don't you. talk about it, the perpetrators will keep on doing it. And it's not just domestic abuse, right? The, the sexual abuse. I actually mentor six uh, kids. I mean, six women and children. Mind you, children, okay? There's, there are kids there being abused, sexually abused. If you don't talk about it, if they don't have the courage to speak up and go to the police, the perpetrator will keep doing what they do. So you, is, you are a big part of this. And number two, we can't keep on moving forward. Because we got to turn around as we progress, as we get financial help, as we are becoming successful, we got to turn around and look behind who's still there. And if someone reaches out, at least give a hand or, or an, an ear, you know, and, and direct them to resources. There are churches provide housing or clothes or food. There are places, and I do have resources like that. There are places that you can go. If you're afraid and there are people who can help you start with 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 things like right now at one o'clock uh, no, at 12 o'clock actually in, in in 19 minutes we have this session in in clubhouse yes, by any hand project mm -hmm. we will teach you how to do investing in real estate how to start how to make money even without a capital all you need is a phone and 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 your willingness to work because it's very important for women and children or us or women and men or everybody to be financially able. Find ways to make money because if you have money, you can fly. You have a choice. If you have money, you can provide for your children a better education, a home. If you have money, you can pay a lawyer when you're being abused. If you have money, you have courage. Money is not everything. So for me, I work yeah. hard, but money is not my driving force. My driving force is the passion. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree with you because that's one of the factors why, again, victims can't leave their abuser. It's they, yes. they don't have the money yes. to leave or they don't know how to start. So that I think 
the what you just shared um your advice is very helpful so ah this is sad that we're gonna end this but i still have tons of yes. questions but hopefully we can do another episode maybe talk about um just let's yeah. let's but part think two, because i want to share with you guys this, the effect on my children March... how my son also went mm -hmm. went into depression and, and suicide yes attempts. and how did he get over that yeah and and that made me curious actually during this whole conversation i was supposed to uh insert uh an experience yeah. for uh, about teens um who had experiences with uh abuse but um but yeah I, hopefully we can do that um another episode but for today for this episode thank you so much march for your story for your very inspirational um insights um and advice i hope that we continue to build awareness about um domestic violence and and everything that you just said today um so thank but you I again thank you March for Larkin. providing the platform <laughs> and i pray that the lord bless the work of your hands and make you fruitful because you're being used my friend you're being used for a greater for a greater purpose and uh, you know if we can own if we can help just one or two people it's all going to be worth it so yes and that's the purpose of this podcast actually um if there's no tons of listeners out there at least a life or two and you know our heart is full already <laughs> so I know that you have a lot of things to do. You're a busy woman, and I'm not gonna hold you. Nang matagal pa for this yes, episode, my friend. But we'll I hope do you this enjoy again. the again, rest of your day. I commend you. I salute you. <laughs> you are a warrior in your own right. I am really. I feel so blessed to be walking alongside you in this journey. I know our our ministry might be different. Oh, I'm, I'm in the financial literacy, helping people earn money. You are in the awareness portion, but you know what? We are a body, and when yeah. we work together, we can create positive ripples of change and hope. Because that's the thing: if you people lose hope, I was I've been there. The hopeless feeling is is can kill. The feeling of hopelessness can kill, and so you mm, being the voice. Ah, I love you already, sister. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, March. I'll see you on Clubhouse. Oh, um, would you like to promote? Um, do you have a website where they can follow? You? Yes, five seven one two eight eight four seven one four. If you need prayer, if you need resources, come and hit me up as well. If you want to learn real estate, I do many things in real estate. I'm a realtor. I'm I sell house and buy house, but I also an investor. I'm also a wholesaler. You can learn. I'll teach you what I know for free. If you want to learn and be free and have some money, I, if you are American, uh, Filipino who can speak Tagalog fluently and English fluently, I can connect you with resources that can you can earn money just on interpreting over the phone. Guys, I'm not kidding. There's so many ways, and and it's not just you can you can focus on any other thing. But I'll be here for support. Uh, and follow me on Instagram. Uh, that'll be March Larkin Realtor. Uh, March Realtor, um, and Facebook. My name in Facebook though is my single name, March Peñalosa. So hit me up there too. Just reach me if you need me. I'll be there. I mm -hmm. promise. Because you, you all, I was you. <laughs> Whoever is listening, I was you. 
and I'll be there for you as well. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, much, Luna. Marge. God bless you, sister. This has I'll been see you at Clubhouse. All right. Bye bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope to hear about your thoughts on this episode. Follow me on Instagram at Luna double underscore Manila. Thank you to all the women who paved the way for us to live more beautifully. Till our next episode.